and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. I'm with Amy Hughes, Senior Director of Dealer Intelligence from Experian Automotive. Welcome. Thank you, Lori. It's absolutely wonderful to be with you. Well, we love having you here, and I have known you for years. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And let's jump in. Tell me a little bit about Experian and how you got here. So Experian has been a partner in my automotive journey for about seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, For the first five and a half, uh, through a partnership where they were a data provider to a technology platform, uh, that I was the VP of sales for. So I was first their customer. Yes. And um, very enamored with the plethora of automotive intelligence that they could give us and our dealer partners. Yep. And um, even more enamored with their people mm-hmm. and their dedication to the industry as a whole. And so um, about two years ago, uh, our company was acquired by mm-hmm. Experian. And I have since uh, sort of fully assimilated into their culture and um, assumed this role. And it has been really a true honor, frankly, to join in with their mission for, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really powering automotive retail. And Mm -hmm. it's a very true statement. So I like being a part of things that resonate in truth for our dealers. And they are serious about that, which is nice. That's great. So we're at the NADA convention as we speak, and one of the things I've always loved about you is anytime I see you, I know you put your family as a priority and your kids, and I've even been at a business dinner with you where after the dinner you said, I'm going back to my hotel room to call my kids, which I think is so special. So tell me a little bit about how you are able to manage both having a family and a career at the same time. Um, Well, you know, the reality is I had to learn that the hard way to some degree, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as we travel and, you know, particularly when these shows are on the West Coast and I'm an East Coast girl, the time difference can really make you feel very distant from what's happening. You know, we're rounding out our day here as they're going to bed. And um, so we, we just had to come up with ways to really prioritize that. And, Mm -hmm. And the beauty of working with you know, people who understand work-life balance and who make it a priority is that they they ask you, like, last night at our, our kickoff dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our C- senior vice president of sales said, listen, I want to thank you guys all for being here, you know, mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. And though we are with our work family, you've left your families. And thank you for that. So it's... It's about choosing who you work with and, mm-hmm. and having upfront conversations about what your priorities are and knowing that they share those priorities. And so, yeah, just like when we were together, you know, if anyone needs to walk away and connect with their family, that's absolutely welcomed and expected. And, and you know, they keep things um, just in the right order. Yeah. And, and I think that's critical because you can definitely come out here and get hundred percent lost and you know back to back you know receptions and networking opportunities and um, 
meetings and so um, just having that as a baseline and working yeah. with people who have that as a baseline gives everyone the freedom to to know that that's most important and that you can walk away and tactically how I do that mm -hmm. which people do find funny especially when they're in the hotel room next to me I oh. Skype overnight with my family so I throw Skype up and <laughs> And when they wake up and I hear the background noise, even if I am oh. completely groggy, they, they run to the computer and say, hey, mommy. And I, got, oh, I get no to way. tell them. Yeah, I get to tell them good morning and have a great day. Um, oh, I what a hear, great idea. You know, I hear things. I hear the dog barking. <laughs> I can't do a lot about it, but it, it gives you a sense of connection and ground, yes. groundedness. And so if you're ever in a hotel room in Vegas and you hear <laughs> a, a dog, dog barking, barking. <laughs> you're probably in the room next to me and I apologize. No, so. next time I'll just knock on the wall and <laughs> yeah. say, hey, Amy, come yeah. over. Tell Murphy, to, tell Murphy to be quiet. <laughs> tell right? Murphy to be quiet. Yes. So. <laughs> That's um, but it fantastic. Does it does help. Yes. And um, that way we're not catching up on the morning meltdown of the day. I was actually yes. there for it to some degree. Right. <laughs> At <laughs> least on audio. Are, how old are your kids now? So I have a 14-year-old ninth uh -huh. grader. Okay. I have a 12-year-old sixth grader. Yes. And I have a 10-year-old fifth grader. So we are in um, the stage of life where they're in three different schools. Yep. And um, all girls, and they're fabulous. And um, but they are uh, they're full of daily feedback. <laughs> <laughs> feedback is a good word for it. Yeah. I think I had forgotten, but we, I have the 12 and 14 year old mm -hmm. too. So our kids are right in the same mm -hmm. age range. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And feedback is a nice word for that. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, um, but it's, it's so what, it's what feeds me. Right. Like, right. I try to, I try to really be intentional about the fact that that biology quiz was super, super stressful for her. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I fall down a lot, but I try to keep a, a running tab of what, what is the thing for the day that each of them is more than likely going to come home and talk about as their high low. Right. Yeah. And if I'm not at the dinner table, I try to at least bring it up in conversation with them. I too. love that. I, and Jackie Grillo with Cox, I don't mm -hmm. know if you know Jackie, she said, mm -hmm. She said in hers, um, I interviewed her, I love this. She FaceTimes her kids to do their homework together, uh -huh. which I think is just such a great That's fantastic. idea. Like, yeah. And it's all of these ideas about when you're on the road. And mm -hmm. I think especially as moms, mm -hmm. as women and mothers, it falls more on our shoulders to kind of be there in so many ways. Yes. So I've just heard some really creative, I mean, Skyping mm -hmm. overnight is brilliant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we have, um, we have a, we have a really um, perfect partnership, and I use that word intentionally. My husband is an incredible dad, and um, we're very much yin and yang, and neither one of us um, tries to be perfect ourselves, but the mm -hmm. partnership, you know, is just perfect because he has been by my side and so supportive of me in automotive mm -hmm. for a long time. And he understands and knows how to buffer, mm -hmm. you know, no, mommy has to be in Vegas and she will be coming in at 3 a.m. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. for them, midnight is 3 yes. a.m. Right. So, you know, that's, how do you explain, you can't explain that to your kids, but, right. but he just, he comes in and kind of 
envelops them in, in his love and, and is the buffer until we can all reconnect. So by no means am I doing this alone. I mean, it's yeah. 100%, you know, um, his willingness to support my growth and, yeah. and really the, the trajectory of the startup. That's a whole other amount of right. work-life balance when you're, when you're, you know, hitting two and three markets a week. I mean, it's Absolutely. very hard to stay connected. So yeah, it's, it's work, but with the right um, people to surround you mm -hmm. that cheer you on, it, it makes it much more doable. Yeah. And it's important, very important to me that my kids see a woman, you know, take a risk and get what she hoped for. And yeah. we, and I would that you know through all that, um, they were able to to see. Mommy worked really hard for this, and then got it. There was a positive outcome for you know yeah. her and all the people that she worked with. And right, that's a big lesson. You don't always get that. Yeah, you know. So um, I love that. Well, and this transitions so well into something you had said to me before the interview, which is you always keep in mind your why. Mm -hmm. And so talk about that a little bit. What does that mean? It, it, it really does transition completely in. I mean, yeah. my, my why is 100% would my daughters see this as something they sought to understand someday. Not be mm -hmm. someday. They, they will, my, you know, one of them wants to be a chef, wants to be an actress. One wants to play basketball for Duke and she's never going to be more than five foot one. Um, <laughs> but... You know, is this modeling for my children that they can pursue um, really excellence in, in their careers? And, mm -hmm. and otherwise, it, you know, I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a reason to be away from them. But that is yeah. for sure, you know, how I give myself the why is, yeah. you know, they're looking to you to, to see if they can believe that there is, you know, a place for them in the professional world. And so, yeah, that's why. You're and leading then, by example. I love it. You're yeah. showing them every day that there is a spot. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And, and um, it's, it's going to be, I think, super encouraging. They've gone with me on business trips, mm -hmm. which is really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, to, they love being on airplanes and they love visiting Chicago or, you know, West Palm or, or wherever, and they sit in dinners with our sales leaders, and, and they they get to see, you know, that this is an authentic choice. Yes. It's not a job. It's, yes. a, it's an authentic choice to work full-time. And, yeah. um, and look, I stayed home with all of them mm -hmm. and ran two companies. Um, when they were younger, and that was also an authentic choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not uh, for me. It's not stacking up stay-at-home versus a working mom. It's what do you authentically want to do? What do you authentically believe you can do? Yeah. And um, and then go do it. If you believe it, then you can do it. And so that's my why. Just to show I love them. that. I, I think that's so smart. And it's like it does almost go the other way because I've talked to my son mm -hmm. and I feel the same way. I feel like the kids seeing me run my own business and have it be successful has been so encouraging to them. But then my son said, you know, mom, what if I can't work from home? What if I can't own my own business? So it, it almost like goes the other way. You're trying to do yes. one thing and then you're like, well, don't have pressure about 
not being able to own your own business. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say you don't have to do it my way. Right. right? Exactly. You don't have to do it this way. But but the fact that, you know, whatever you set out to do, um, there's a way to to make it yeah. to make it your own. Yes. That's, and that's definitely what Experian has given me so much flexibility to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have been absent unfortunately from some meetings because I was picking up my kids from camp and mm -hmm. that's just a that's a non-negotiable for me and yeah and you know um the leadership of the company said absolutely we're good we'll get you the debrief yeah. right yeah so I mean it's it's um it's it's you have to be I think um very picky about you know where you choose to invest yeah your days and if it doesn't allow you to be authentically who you genuinely want to be um that's definitely a, a, an op opportunity cost of that yeah is that your children see you faking life yeah that's a really strong like yeah. way to think about it mm -hmm. and i just um it's very powerful i don't i don't want to model that for them so I love what you said about intention, and it actually leads into my next question. I ask all of our female leaders on the podcast, do you have a daily or weekly intention or um, sort of pattern that you go through to get to the next steps in your career? I, I really think it comes down to a prioritization for me of remaining in a place where I have a ton of margin. Mm -hmm. um, so in my role as director of dealer intelligence, I wear a lot of hats. I, I wear a thought leadership hat. I wear a soul, uh, sort of a sales coach hat. I wear a support hat. And um, if I've learned anything about my week, it is that the best thing for me to prioritize is an open schedule mm -hmm. so that if someone is in the field or if, um, you know, an opportunity arises to, you know, sort of bring some um, objection handling advice to, to one of our field sales team members, that I can be available to them. Mm -hmm. So we certainly have tons of structure, um, but for me, what I prioritize is time to think, time to hear what struggles they're having in the field yep. um, time to hear what the feedback is from our dealer partners and then all of the structured meetings are informed right and so I I, I really am intentional about having margin so that you know we, we can stay innovating so that we can stay in an iterative state with yep. what our dealers are wanting and what our sales team needs to communicate effectively and, I uh, think that's so great because I think people don't really think about building flexibility or margins into their schedule. It's not even something that occurs to most people, I would assume. I think it took me a long time and a lot of tough lessons to learn that that is my role to, to you know, make sure that I'm not trying to do it all. I'm literally, yeah. <laughs> if I'm doing it all, I'm not doing anyone any, yep. you know, favors. And right. so, um, so... You know, and our and our leadership team really instills a high performance culture. Yeah. And um, so we have 
parameters and focus and clarity goals that help us maintain that margin. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, you know, a, a doing less so that you can do more seems yeah. so counterintuitive. Right. But it's very important to make sure that you have enough um, sort of bandwidth and energy to bring you know, well, what if you tackled, what if you tackled it this way? Or what if you showed them this particular intelligence and insight? And, um, you know, if you're, if you're meeting to meeting to meeting and your to-do list is three pages long, you're never going to get your headspace that the headspace that you need to, to have those kinds of conversations. So, yeah, I mean, I love that. And let's like pivot a little bit. You talk about, you know, doing it all, but I know you and I have mm -hmm. really discussed having it all. Mm -hmm. This idea that as women, we're supposed to have it all figured out. We're supposed to have our family all set, happy marriages, you know, great at our career. Mm -hmm. And so what is your thoughts on having it all? Like, is it even, is it real? <laughs> absolutely not. I, I, absolutely not. I mean, you can have all that you open yourself up to for sure um, but I think the really the, the least authentic thing we do as women mm -hmm. is pretend like yeah, especially with the posts on Facebook for goodness sakes right mm -hmm. where we're you know we're living this our best dream life, life. <laughs> it's like what like my dog just peed on the carpet again or whatever it might be so right. you know I, a friend of mine actually recently um you know just recommended a book and, and I felt like it was so spot on to what we as women need to admit and that is no, I don't do it all. Every time I get that question, I honor, I answer it honestly. Like, yeah. no, I don't, you know, have Pinterest-worthy shelves with perfectly folded laundry. Right, right. And no, I don't always get my kids to the dentist within six months after their last appointment. Like, I'm not, I'm not even close to that organized. Right. And we just um, somehow assume that everyone else has got it down and that we are falling behind in some way. And right. I think what we can do to embrace one another as women, uh, whether you're in the full-time workforce or you're, or you're not, is just be like, you don't have to feel the pressure to right. come all put together to have coffee with me. Like if you need to come and grab a Starbucks together and yeah. just, you know, not even have brushed your hair. I don't even mind if you haven't brushed your teeth. You know, <laughs> I we totally need to give get each it. other yes. space to do that and yes. admit that that absolutely not. We all um, cannot possibly do it or have it all. I think you have what you set out to prioritize, and you yeah. and if you don't really find that why, and then you're just gonna be tired, really yeah. tired, yeah. and. Um, and full of resentment and disappointment and, um, you know, setting yourself up for failure, frankly. Yeah. Your own failure of your own expectations. Cause, I love that. I had yeah. another guest on who talked about bringing your authentic self to work. Mm -hmm. And it was so great because she's like, you know, everyone always says, like, have a good day. Sometimes I don't want to have a good day. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm tired mm -hmm. and I don't feel like having a good day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just thought it was so real. It was so honest and real. It was such a great and, way to yeah. think about it. And that, that, I think that thread 
if, if there's one thing that will permeate a culture the most and change it the fastest, mm -hmm. it is that statement. Like your authentic self is welcome here. And that yes. is, again, and I know this sounds like a soundbite right back to Experian, but there's nothing that keeps me at Experian more than our dedication to that principle. Yeah. We have employee resource groups for, you know, everything, every culture, every lifestyle. It's it's such an important part of what we do and the communication strategy with which they infuse that into our understanding of, of that core principle of working at Experian yeah. is incredibly effective and it, it just, it's like a pressure gauge is released yeah when that is well communicated within your culture and it takes shape in you know really every choice that you make if you feel as if strife is required to be who you are and to bring your gifts to an organization you're tired already yeah yeah so you know that's a that's a really powerful statement yeah um, bringing your authentic self to work. And for a lot of people, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah, you're right, because everyone wants to look like the Pinterest-worthy, perfect cupboards yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, um, it's it's one of the things I respect most about yeah. really our, our team and experience is that they, they mean it. And I it love shows that. up. It I shows love up. that. And I love the idea of spreading it throughout the that it spreads through the culture. Absolutely. If you can make it, if you can mean it. If you like can you're mean saying, it. If you, you can, can walk mean it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me wrap up with any, do you have any pieces of advice for females that are coming up through the ranks or working their way through the executive cycle? What would your, what advice would you give? You know, we've talked about, you know, prioritization. We've talked about making margin a good bit. I, I, I would say my last piece of advice is to trust your own inner voice and silence your inner critic you know silencing your inner critic was was advice given to me by a sales director uh, when I was a sales manager and it really struck a chord with me mm -hmm. um, that I was I wasn't even sure how to be authentic at that point in my career because I was so busy listening to that head noise yeah and so when I was you know able to work through that I began to see other women that were willing to connect with me and mm -hmm. show me the way not as a formal mentor not as a uh, you know particular position within our you know company or our culture that I was looking to strive for but just other women who were there to support me yeah right. and those voices replaced that critic and I think that's, you know, really important. Um, oh, yeah. You just gave me chills when you said that. <laughs> yeah. So, so find the voices that will encourage you and support you. I mean, you, you saw, we just passed in the, in the NADA hallway, two of my absolute favorites. Yes. And I literally left your side and ran and hugged their necks. <laughs> yeah. Those are the women, literally, I don't have a formal mentor-mentee relationship right. with them. But I get calls from them. You know once every you know 18 months and we pick up the phone and we just say yeah, I just need to hear your voice on this that I'm going through yeah and it's a true honor and, and 
that's not going on my professional development plan. Those are just right. my ladies yeah. that I need. Yeah, yeah. Those are just and girls. so that would be my advice is yeah. stop feeling as if there's something you need to strive for and just replace all of that head noise with, you know, those women who will speak honesty into you for sure, mm -hmm. but those people who will speak encouragement into into your um, journey. That's yeah. to me. That's the best thing we can do for each other as women is just be a good ear. I think that is the perfect way to wrap it up. Thank well, you you've so been that much. For me too. Well, you've done that for me. And it's Thank an you honor so much to for sit being down on. with you. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you. Thank you.